listeners, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm here with our first ever two-time guest, Sydney's with us. Thank you for having me back. I'm honestly honored because I thought maybe like after the first uh, interview, I thought maybe you were like, get this girl out of here. That was like, you're like one of my very first podcast, like official peoples that I've done. So I was nervous that you maybe were like, get her out. We're not having her back. (laughs) No, never, never. That was such a fun conversation. And I know people were like enjoying it too. And you're so fun and we're talking all the time anyways. Let's get her on back in the studio. The studio being my my little room. My yes. room over here. Well, thank you. Um, what did we talk about in our first interview? I'm kind of forget. I think we talked about a few different things, but like putting yourself out there on social media. Right. Kind of actually first, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely go listen to it. But if you haven't, Sydney, do you want to just briefly like tell everyone what you do? Oh, um, yeah, I am an Instagram Reels coach. I help creators and business owners uh, grow on Instagram through Reels. Um, I also primarily just help people start new accounts because I think that's a lot of the problem on Instagram. They have old accounts. They need to start new ones. Um, so I get you a strategy. I help I help you out. Yeah, and as a lot of us know, we need things simplified sometimes, especially in the world of just like social media, but anything, these things can just seem really overwhelming. So I feel like if there's any way that we can have a strategy or anything in life, just like simplified for us without all the fluff, without all the details, like I know that's what I need, you know, I I can't be dealing with all the extra details. So having like a coach, a guide, like what you do, it's so important for people with our brains, I feel like. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I try to make it super straightforward. I pride myself in just being super blunt, like do this, don't do this. Um, apologies about honey. No, honey's welcome to join. Um, but yeah. Oh. oh, Sam also has a puppy um, and Wally sometimes also needs attention during the podcast. So our listeners, they're used to yeah. it. Thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit today about balancing our mental health. And I think in general, whether we're like working towards a new job or just dealing with the stressors of a job or also balancing our personal responsibilities, like it's such a challenge to just find that balance. So I know we're talking about it all the time on the phone oh, anyways. All the time. Yeah. You are the best person to go to um, just to like give me the pep talk that I need and like validate my emotions of like, um, I'll be like having a breakdown of like, I just like don't want to, I don't know if I can manage like doing this with my mental health. And you always advocate for just like um, taking a break where needed and like validating where you're at and trusting the process. So I appreciate that. Oh my gosh, always. You're the same. You're the same for me. I was thinking about this one thing specifically. So first I'll just say the concept that I want to share really quickly, it's called the spoon theory. And it was started out for people specifically with chronic illness. And then now it's been adapted to like mental health and other things. But the concept is that we all have a certain number of spoons and our spoons are like a visual representation of our emotional and physical energy that we have every day. And so everyone's number of spoons is different. And specifically people in this community, like a lot of times that can be lower on certain days than other days. And that changes and that fluctuates a lot. And so you have a certain amount of spoons that like one day you might need just one spoon to like get up and get ready. And then on another day, 
that same task might take like four spoons, right? Like, it, and then we're just going throughout the day and we're taking from spoons that either like aren't there, all that stuff. So in general, I think we all have to be super aware of like what we're spending our energy on and our emotional energy. And that changes all the time. But I was thinking about, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I was oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Alana really helps me. And this is something that she was like, uh, Sid, um, maybe maybe let's not do that. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, you can say it. <laughs> well, um, so, okay. So I was launching my very first master class and it was like a group coaching thing. I was really excited about it. I had a lot of people on it, um, but... I was also in therapy um, and my very first call in that group coaching meeting, I um, very I had a very poorly timed therapy session the morning of um, that first day of my master class. And um, yeah, it was not it was not great. Um, and yeah. Alana brought it to my attention. She was like, uh, I, I was like, I don't know why it was just such a, it was so hard to show up. And like, you were like, oh, well, Sid, um, maybe don't have therapy before something big. And um, you also taught me to uh, plan a reward after something super big. Yeah. And that's actually been huge for me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, not, it, not great. Well, and like, how would we know really as we're starting to like work through like understanding how to manage our ADHD and like daily responsibilities and stuff. And also a lot of us, we aren't always the best at like, we're going to talk a little bit about executive dysfunction, but like planning ahead and like thinking about all these things, like how much energy does that take? How much energy does this take? All that stuff. So then we just say yes to everything and then we're going, going, going. And for you, like that was a huge thing like that was a huge thing you had planned for and so how would you like I don't blame you you're like yeah I, I have time I can do therapy right before but then it's like is that helpful or is that you know like that just seems like a lot so much and I was like not emotionally there to be able to put my energy into the master class in the way that I wanted to and now looking or moving forward I know like okay I just need to attentively plan for my energy again even especially when we are doing things that require a lot of work or we're struggling a little bit like we don't it's not natural to build in that reward or to think okay like if I have this one thing tomorrow that's like really exhausting like is there anything I can do it doesn't have to be a huge thing to like build in a little bit of self-care you know like after that we have something to kind of look forward to and to help keep us pushing through yeah and I also this something that also really helped me I think I was struggling just this last week um with something I, I had I was looking for a coach um and I felt really overwhelmed with um, after the coaching consult call because um, I felt like their way of selling it to me was, you know, telling me the shoulds I should be doing in my business. And you really emphasized on how much of a trigger word should is for people with ADHD. And that really helped me. And it helped me like realize, okay, well, this is just not in alignment with me. Um, and I guess I never really even realized that that that's something too. No, totally. Like the should is like being, we say that to ourselves all the time. In addition to probably a lot of us hearing that our whole lives, like, oh, you should be able to do this easily, or you should just be able to just do that quickly. 
it's really like hard on our mental health. Oh yeah. It makes you shut down. Like I, after that consult call, like the entire week I had all these things I should have done. Um, and I had on my list, but because, you know, somebody else on top of what I already, the narrative I already tell myself of everything I should do. Somebody else was telling me what I should be doing, what I should be making, uh, why I'm not questioning why I'm not doing all that. It made me completely shut down. And so I'm going into this week with a lot more um, just intention of like, yes, I have lists and I have goals, but like getting rid of that should word, like honoring my energy. If like, I can't do it, it's okay. It can, I can come back to it. Totally. And like, you might have more spoons another day for a certain thing. And then other days we don't have as much. And that's so normal. And that's just like, one of the hardest things I feel like about ADHD too, is because we do have those times where we can do a lot, like we'll get either like really hyper-focused or like motivated by something. And then we do a lot. And then all of a sudden, like the next day, if there, if we can't match that same expectation, I know for me, like I feel really bad about myself, but then it's like, that was a ridiculous goal in the first place. Right. Like, I think that that's why people with ADHD have superpowers is because we like, we can, when we have our mind set to something, we get it done and we get it done all the way. Like if we're locked in, you better watch out. Like we're coming to town. Um, But then also I think I set myself up for failure because I set that as the standard of getting things done. When in reality, like I just need to find a middle ground and that's what I struggle with the most, I think. Oh my gosh, that all or nothing. We talk about this all the time. Not doing something or doing it to this ridiculous extent that we forget that like if we can do it, let's say for five minutes for a little bit of time, you just do a tiny bit of it. That is still progress, but our brains like don't recognize that as like enough. And so then it's like, well, we're never, it's either like we're either doing something to a wild extent or just not at all. There's no middle ground. Right. Yeah. And you've, yeah, you really helped me just like you're um, the way that you explain things too, I think is really good. Like you give um, visual um, ways of teaching. Oh my gosh. Honey just, honey just uh, bit an entire monstera leaf off of my plant. Um, so let me <laughs> cool. just go grab that really quickly. <laughs> you didn't want that plant anyways. Right. No. Yeah. I, I was just thinking yesterday. I was like that plant leaf. Hate it. Gotta go. I definitely feel like this also goes into just we talk about it like surrounding yourself by people who get you and understand you and um, also recognize that everyone is dealing with their own like battles things inside whether it's like that doubt and I felt so bad you know after our conversation about how you felt after that consult like you don't sit there and make people feel like this is what you should be doing or if you're not doing it that way that's the only way like that's not how you do things that's not no it's not I actually right before this call I emailed her back and I said I'm not in alignment with that and it was actually super hard for me to be super like blunt and straightforward I think online I like come off as this like super blunt and straightforward type of like personality but that's just like because people need to be like in my field, they need like black and white more so because yeah. it's in the air. But like as a person, I'm non-confrontational, but I was super proud of myself before this. Um, before we sat down to record this podcast episode, I like was straightforward. I was like, this, I'm not in alignment um, with how you, you sell things. Um, I like to be more authentic 
in that way. And so I like that I should have a reward later for that, right? <laughs> no, you really should. And I'm proud of you for that. Cause like you said, you're not very confrontational in that way. And it's not easy. Like we already are all dealing with enough guilt of like, again, what we should be able to do with all this stuff already. If someone else is putting that on us as well, bye. Like, no. Bye. bye. Yeah. No. Oh, agreed. Thank you for affirming me in that because I was like, I was honestly ready to take out a business loan for it <laughs> and, and like go broke for it. But I was like, you know what? If after like a free call, I'm not feeling it, I don't need to be dropping big bucks. Yeah, definitely. And that is also like we can with the whole like impulsivity stuff. I think it is, you know, we do want to like take action sometimes. And with certain things, I'm so glad that you sat on it and came to this conclusion that no, that's not something that you're aligned with, you know? So sometimes we do need that extra time to like process. Oh my gosh. The impulse thing is so real for me. I am so bad about impulse. I So like I have a rule of thumb with myself. If it's over $100, I have to wait three days. Um, spending, if it's online. In person is like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't really count for in person. But like if it's a bigger yeah. purchase, I have to sit on it for three days. And usually by the third day, I'm like, I don't actually need this. Like it helps me think on it. I keep it in my cart or I like talk to my friends about it. It's so good. Or like my impulse control is so much better now that I have like that three day role with just myself. But I don't know if that works yeah. for other people. No, that's such a good rule. In the book I'm reading, it's called Financial Feminist and her Instagram account, and I'll link it, it's her first 100K and she just explains um, pretty much how to learn about and not be intimidated by like financials and things like that in a really straightforward way. And also the fact that like a lot of us just weren't taught that yet, even though we're not taught that, we're also taught to feel guilty that we don't know it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you don't know this? Like you should feel stupid. <laughs> right just like so frustrating she takes like more of a softer approach to it that's like easier to learn about she does yeah exactly and one of the things she says that that reminds me of is like you decide make a decision like what are the things that you enjoy spending on that like mean a lot to you and when you're making purchases compare it to that thing could get me so the example she uses in her thing was like um how many taco dollars is it? So like the, one of her friends was like, loves tacos. And so every time she's making a purchase, she's like, well, how many tacos could I get? Something like that. But like, for me, it might be like, you know, I want to spend that on like travel at some point, you know, or other things. So I don't know what those things are for you. I feel like some of it's like thrifting, but being able to compare it to like those things that we really do value. Oh yeah. I think that that's, that's a great um, comparison because yeah, I, um, Oh my gosh. I Did I tell you about this? The garden situation in the front of my house um, about like I got in trouble with my landlord. <laughs> yeah. So um, like when I first moved here, I hated the front flower beds where I live. And um, I was like super inspired. I saw a TikTok and I was like, oh my gosh. And I, oh, I actually took some ADHD medicine um, that day. It's like a natural herbal, whatever. And, um, and I didn't even like consider that I had taken it. I actually forgot that I had taken it. So like this idea sounded so exciting to me and I just wanted to execute it immediately or else I knew that it would fall off the face of the earth. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I went on TikTok. I found all these accounts. I knew what I had to get. And I went to Lowe's and I dropped like $600. Stop. It I was, just, 
did not know that. It was ridiculous. And I was so mad at myself. And like, I even had like staff help me like lug out these huge things of rocks. Like it was in, an insane project to take on in one day. So get this. I get everything. I have it in my front yard. As I am loading it in my front yard, I realized that I, um, I don't, I did not consult my landlord about this. And so I text him really quick. I'm like, Hey, just cleaning up the flower beds out front. Um, hope it's okay. Send him a quick pic. He's like, absolutely not. (laughs) And he's like, I don't want those rocks in my flower beds. You need to consult me before you do it. And to this day, the rocks are sitting in my backyard. I had a complete mental breakdown. Um, I'm giving the rocks away for free just to get them out of sight. So it stops reminding me of that impulse. But since then, I do have that three-day rule. And yeah, I'm not going to... I'm going to like be hyper aware and make an exact to-do list the days that I take my medicine because otherwise I find a fixation and I go hard on something that doesn't need to be going hard on. No, totally. I relate to that so much. And then you're, you're just like desperately, you're like anyone who wants to have these rocks, please, I'll pay you to come (laughs) Please get them out of my sight. Like they're just a reminder of like my impulsiveness. That's so funny. I'm glad that that rule is like working well for you though, because it is something that's difficult to manage when we get excited about things. Um, The other day I saw you were posting on your story about executive dysfunction. So I know that you've been like exploring this a little bit and like learning about it, right? Yes. I I do have a couple questions for you. Um, uh, With executive dysfunction, what... I want to know, is it like a genetic thing? Is it like something that is like caused from like a t- period of like trauma in your life? Is it like a, a thing that's like acquired over time and like environment? What like causes it? Or is it just something people are born with? To back up, like executive dysfunction is one of the main symptoms associated with ADHD. So what this is, is there's a part of our brain that's responsible for like planning, prioritizing, managing our actions, managing our thoughts. That's what this part of our brain handles. So people with ADHD, this part of our brain struggles to do those functions, which is why it's called executive dysfunction. And so actually there's been people who have said that ADHD isn't even a good name for it. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. A lot of us have a lot of attention. It's not about a lack of attention at all, but what's more so a challenge is executive function, executive dysfunction. And so people have even said that that would be a better way to name like ADHD, which is so interesting because this is the thing, like what you're, what you're talking about right now, like executive dysfunction, that is the main thing that makes it so difficult to like figure out what to do next, to make the decisions, to do, to plan, to prioritize all of it. Um, so to your question, Definitely genetic. The thing about trauma with a lot of this stuff is trauma can cause a lot of challenges and symptoms that do look exactly like things with ADHD. So it can go hand in hand sometimes. A lot of times also it's like exacerbated by trauma as well. Um, So that's a whole other part of it. It it does like in our environment, like all this stuff can make it more challenging to manage these things. So 
that's also even why, like, when when I talk about the importance of, like, building habits or doing things on autopilot, it's because we, our brains are trying so hard to manage those things, to do our day-to-day. So, like, anything that we can put on autopilot is the goal, you know? Things that we don't have to think about, right? Like, because there's already so much that we're trying to do every day, yeah. you know? It, it is... Um... Okay, that's interesting to know that it's uh, genetic mostly, um, but also interesting to hear that it can be so similar to trauma responses. Um, yeah. So totally. it just makes me wonder, but um, as I've been looking more into executive dysfunction, um, it can be a little bit humbling to learn about the things that your brain cannot conceptualize. And, it, and it's yeah. like, um, it's kind of hard to you know, with people in your life who don't have ADHD, it's hard to um, help them understand that, no, I'm not lazy. It's just something that like my brain cannot do. Like, it's like, almost like there's a stove, somebody on TikTok talked about it, like, there's a hot stove. And like, you know, you just cannot touch it. Like, it's like, you absolutely cannot touch it. That's how tasks feel to me. And I've never been able to put a name behind it, or even just like look behind it. I just because other people have called me lazy, I've owned that title. And so it's almost more empowering to know, okay, it's actually not my own fault. I'm not lazy. And I can learn tools to help me with this. And we hear those messages so often that we start to believe them. And we start to feel like, oh, well, this thing should be easy. And that's, again, with that word should, like, that's yeah. it's so bad. Because it doesn't matter, like, different days we have different numbers of of spoons, right? Like, one thing that we can do one day might take us a lot of energy another day. Um, But I'm glad that it's been empowering for you to learn about that. I felt like that is the thing about just learning about ADHD stuff in general, is that it's so therapeutic and that these things that we've beat ourselves up about forever or like these little things that felt so differently. Like for me, it was emotional dysregulation specifically with anxiety. Like I just felt like other people could like deal with a challenge and then just like move on to the next thing. And my ability to do that was just, it always felt off and I didn't know much about it. So I couldn't articulate. I didn't know. How would we know? So then it just turns into this like cloud of like frustration and like we're beating ourselves up about something that we can't pinpoint, you know? Yeah. No, I struggle with the same thing. So yeah, I I feel like we've talked about that too before is like um, the emotional regulation. Yes. I feel like it's so hard to see past the picture of what's going on right now. Um, But yeah, after like just learning more about ADHD and how to give ourselves grace and validate where we're at, like it is empowering in order to like move past that. Going back to that task paralysis, like that feeling when you said, you know what you have to do, but you just, sometimes you can't do it. And this is so common. Like this feeling is so common, just feeling so like overwhelmed and stuck. And one of the quickest ways or not the quickest ways, but something that I think is really important to kind of support ourselves is being able to always identify the first step. So sometimes we're just looking at like this whole process of what we have to do and just identify the first one. And this is a skill it takes time to build, but that's what it's almost like our brain plays a trick on us. Like our brain wants us to look at the entire thing at once, which is so overwhelming (laughs) Because our, we're already struggling to process things. We're already struggling to use those functions, right? Right, right? 
So if we can just get used to like, at first when I did this, every time I would add something to my to-do list, I would literally just put the first thing that that takes. So that might look like opening up your email. That might look like just sitting at your desk. Like it can't be too basic. Like that is those small things are so helpful. Like just start with that. You know what I mean? That's so good. I love that. I um, actually, you have told me that before. And I think either you told me or I read it somewhere as I've been researching this is literally just stand up. Like I find that like I'm in a doom scroll on TikTok and I blame it on being researched for Instagram reels, but like, (laughs) like, I'm doing work. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm like, uh, if you find something on TikTok, it's two weeks ahead of the trend on Instagram. So I have to do this. Um, But no, like it's a doom scroll and I'm sitting there for hours and somebody just said, just stand up. And that actually really helps. Whether that's like also just even before you initiate starting the tasks, make sure that your needs are met of like, are you fed? Are, Are you well enough to even execute that task? Yeah, that's so important. I'm glad you brought that up because all these things that we're talking about are already difficult to work through. The only thing that makes it 20 million times more difficult is when we're not honoring those needs and stuff. And because we feel so focused on like, well, I have to do this thing for work or I have to do this, we ignore that. And then it's even hard. It's a cycle because then it's even harder for our brains to do those things that we're already struggling with because we haven't been hydrating ourselves. We haven't gone outside. We haven't eaten anything, you know? So just really being able to prioritize those things, even though we've, we know like it's not what we want to be doing right then, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're so good with tips. I love, they really do help so many people more than you know. Like they've really helped me and um, helped me feel like not so alone in my experience with ADHD. I'm so glad. No, I'm so glad because I really think like, and I know it's cliche, but like people with like ADHD brains are just so talented and amazing and empathetic and just smart and resourceful, like all these things, but it's like, we do need to find ways to work through these challenges. And so I love hearing like, you've just done such amazing things and you're killing it. And I'm proud of you. And it's just, I know that like, it's not always easy, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I, um, I appreciate it. I like have a lot of expectation for myself and I think it's, um, you know, a little bit limiting having that expectation, but it's, it's helpful. Like you said before, to have people around you, holding you accountable to trusting the process and giving yourself the time that you need. Um, and I'm glad that we both have ADHD to understand each other in that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And being able to be like, okay, relax. You're trying to do like so much. And then like, what does your body need? And like uh, us asking each other that, like, it's so important. Right. Sydney, thank you so much for joining again. I feel like I'm just, i you can come on the podcast whenever. We'd love to have you. Oh, I want to come back. Please let me chat with my besties. Definitely. No, always come back. Um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes. So you can find me. I'm Sydney Claire Studio on Instagram. Um, I offer courses as well as um, one-on-one coaching. Um you can just, or maybe I'll pop up on your like algorithm, hopefully, if you are my target audience. Um, but uh, yeah, I help you grow your Reels reach and get your content out to as many people as possible. Um, 
thank you so much for having me on. I'm very honored. Of course, of course. Sydney went to from zero followers to her brand new account to is about to hit 200k. Uh, so like the strategy <laughs> she teaches, everything. It's she knows. She knows what she's you. doing. Thank you. I I, uh, used to work in marketing. So I mean, that's, I went from like a nine to five marketing job to doing uh, coaching full time. So it's, um, it's been great. I love that we were able to connect through Instagram. And also, it's so nice to have a friend that's another coach. Like it's just, it's very validating because we have a lot of the same struggles. All right, I know. I'll, I'll stop chit-chatting. I think this is no, the best, right? <laughs> thank you so much, Sydney. And thank you guys for listening. And I hope you all have a great week. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.